Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio, a satsang discourse for the week of May 5th, 2019. My name is James Bean. Returning to the mystic poetry of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India. Last year I did a program on the mystic poetry of Tulsi Sahib, and it is my great pleasure to return to the mystic poetry of one of the great masters of recent centuries, Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, who forms a kind of connecting link between the modern world and the medieval Sant Bhakti movement of India. That all flows through Tulsi Sahib, who was a kind of great great-grandfather of modern-day Sant Mat, with most lineages springing from him, being traceable back to him. Tulsi Sahib is the connecting link, and mystic poetry and hymns is the traditional way to do justice to the path of going within, the mystic exploration of inner space. When I was first drawn to this path, I was more into books like Path of the Masters, with its soaring prose. But after a few years of meditation and growth, it was the poetry that I was most activated or animated by, that I found to have the most spiritual charge. The mystic poetry of Kabir, Guru Nanak, the Adi Granth, Darya Sahib of Bihar, Tukaram and the other great saints or saints of Maharashtra, Prambani Radhaswami Sarbachan, Radhaswami poetry, the mystic poetry. There are so many volumes of mystic poetry, poets of the East in the Sant tradition. It's where I find my inspiration in terms of uh, books or things to read each day before meditating. The mystic poetry does some justice to a subject like this. Although Tulsi Sahib lived relatively recently, few details about his life can be stated with certainty. He may have been part of the royal family of Pune. One biographical account suggests he was engaged to be married against his will, an arranged marriage. On the day before the wedding, he ran away and took up the life of a sadhu, a monk, a spiritual mendicant, wandering through the forests, going from town to town, engaged in meditation. In the early 1800s, he settled in Hathras in Uttar Pradesh, where he spent the rest of his life. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras practiced Surat Shabd Yoga inner light and sound meditation he is revered within the Sant Mat tradition of India the path of the masters he was born in 1763 and passed on in 1843 his spiritual successors include or included Ram Krishna Sir Swami Baba Devi Sahib of Maradabad, and very soon thereafter, Swamiji Maharaj of Agra, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib. Tulsi Sahib 
is the great connecting link between the earlier saints of India and the saints, the great masters and mystics of modern times. Before I begin, a word about time and timelessness. There are two ways, two ways of living. Of course, in earlier centuries, uh, groups like the Essenes and the Ebionites also talked about the two ways, the way of light and the way of darkness. And in the Sant tradition, too, there are two ways that are presented, two ways of existing. One way is being a manmuk, following the dictates of one's mind, or gurumuk, following the teachings of the masters. And those teachings will lead one to a spiritual practice, a meditation practice. So really, the way of the Gurumuk disciple is to enter into the timeless state of meditation and to be influenced, to, to tap into that source, that source of repose, spiritual rest, Sabbath rest, the bliss of inner space, that timeless state, to tap into that, to change our orientation, to give us some sense of that infinitesimal nowness of eternity, and that infinitesimal nowness of the present moment lingers on after we, we conclude our meditation. It affects how we live in this body and is the exact opposite of following the dictates of the mind, being a manmuk. The mind is ever rushing, 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 trying to speed up time. Faster, faster, faster. Get things done. Get things over with. Get things done. Get more things done. And you travel faster and faster and faster. And you never get to a destination. There is no repose. There is no source that one draws strength from. It's always time and mind, death and illusion, or maya. The timelessness one experiences in meditation lets one recharge, to charge one's spiritual batteries, if you will. A source of repose, a source of rest, a source of timelessness, stepping out of the ordinary space-time to draw upon the energy of eternity. And those are very diametrically opposed paths. One is all about call or time, the rushing, racing mind, tethered to the material plane, experiencing the rushing of time. And the other is all about being in the now. I would say mindfulness of the present moment, that term is often uh, used. But it only becomes real to you through a daily spiritual practice, a meditation practice. And the effects of that timelessness linger on after your meditation is concluded. There are two ways. The way of the man Mook, who is a disciple of his own mind, experiencing the effects of the effects of time, and the Gurumuk, who attempts to step outside of the space-time continuum.
and to find some rest, spiritual rest and recharge and repose in the eternity that lies within us that we tap into during meditation practice. Behold thy beloved within. This is one of the few ghazals written by Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. A ghazal is a form of lyrical poetry originating from the Persian literary tradition. There was a bit of a Sufi influence in the Sant tradition. And Tulsi Sahib had some Sufi disciples, so he deliberately chose to compose a few ghazals. A ghazal is a form of lyrical poetry originating from the Persian literary tradition, which generally deals with the subject of love. Every two lines of a ghazal are usually complete in themselves. This ghazal of Sant Tulsi was written to explain the esoteric secrets of the spiritual path to a Muslim divine, a Sufi sheikh by the name of Taki, Sheikh Taki, who happened to pitch his tent in the neighborhood of Tulsi Sahib's residence. The saint impresses upon Taki to seek God within his own self and not in the world outside. Much of the mystery of the inner realms becomes resolved at the eye center from where the aspirant commences his spiritual journey. Listen, O Taki, Seek not thy beloved in the world outside. Within thine own self behold the splendor of thy beloved. In the pupil of thine eye is a mole wherein is hidden the entire mystery. Peep within and behold thou what lieth beyond this dark curtain. The secret of the fourteen realms will for certain be revealed to you. Let your attention not slip. See that thou art ever vigilant. Listen, thou art constantly being called from the Most High. There ever beckons thee the voice of thy beloved. It is not meeting with the beloved that is arduous. What is difficult, O Taki, is that it is hard to behold him. Without the grace of some realized guide, says Tulsi, the path of salvation is distant beyond thy grasp, says Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Need for a guide, someone who already experiences this, to be the catalyst to guide the soul into their own direct inner experience of inner vision. The Supreme Being is described here as the Beloved. This path of the Sants in its true form is in the tradition of the Lover and the Beloved, a kind of divine romance, not only about soul travel, inner seeing and inner hearing, but a love between Lover and Beloved, between Soul and Oversoul or Supreme Being. A love, a magnetism between the drop and the divine ocean that it seeks to merge with. The path of the masters is very much a path of bhakti, of love and devotion. And if you take away the love, devotion, bhakti element, 
and are just reduced to soul travel and mystical experiences without love, that's another name for the astral plane, where there is great distance between soul and supreme being. But the way of the lover and the beloved is about reducing that distance. In fact, becoming one with the supreme being, the object of one's love and devotion. Prem and Bhakti. Cleanse thy heart's chamber. This is another one of the ghazals addressed to Sheikh Taki by Sant Telsi Sahib, the great master of Hathras, India. It is impressed upon the Sheikh to cleanse his heart of all worldly desires before he can hope to realize God, to search for him in mosques and temples, jungles and forests, in rites and rituals, in holidays and externalities is but futile. Says Tulsi Sahib, cleanse thy heart's chamber for the beloved to come. Erase the other impressions to seat the mighty one. Look with the mind's eye and behold the beauteous mart. What enchanting scenes are there to captivate thy heart? One heart with many desires and avarice increasing still. Where is there room enough for the Lord's seating? Enter within thyself, and there behold the invisible beloved, and cherish thou and ever foster thy love for him. With knowledge, discrimination, and contemplation, let the bonds of Kal, the Lord of time and death, be severed. Reach thou the banks of the lake of nectar, O Tulsi. There take a holy dip and wash away thy karmas. Pure is the love of that immaculate Lord, seeing whom the soul is filled with bliss, says Sant Tulsi Sahib. A kind of baptism that cleanses away karma. A baptism in the lake of nectar. Transcending the Kal Naringen, the Demiurge, the Lord of time and death, of mind. Seeing the unseen beloved within during contemplative meditation. This divine romance, this tradition of the lover and the beloved with the soul being the friend of God or lover and the supreme being being the Lord of love, the beloved, the ocean of love. This theme of love and devotion is found in other schools of mysticism also, the Syriac saints, other uh, in the past uh, mystical movements within Christianity and Gnosticism, the Valentinian Gnostics some of those medieval Western mystics, certainly the Sufis within Islam, Kabbalah within Judaism also. You have this lover and the beloved tradition. In the tradition of the Sants, there is a lot more detail about inner seeing and inner hearing and the, the other realms. More secrets are divulged 
And one of the main reasons for that is it's a living path. It's not a path that went extinct in the 4th century or the 12th century or 14th century or is practiced someplace else but is badly misunderstood in the West, that sort of thing, but is a living path in the world with its traditions of spiritual practice passed on from generation to generation right up to the present time, the present moment. Beyond the Perishable, this poem is a description of the spiritual region, which is beyond change and destruction. No element of the ephemeral material world is to be found there. Once again, that infinitesimal, timeless nowness of eternity that can be experienced within. Tulsi Sahib, the Master has revealed to me the secret, dear friend, of a region where exists neither soon the great void nor breath nor the vedas neither the five elements nor mind nor body are there nor is there the mortal frame nor karmas nor suffering there is no birth in that region nor is there any death there exists no bondage no fetters no chains the soul hath penetrated into the peak O friend, and pierced like a shaft, a hole in the sky. Therein she beheld sights wondrous beyond comprehension. Even as the cannonball blasts the gate of the citadel, so did the soul burst the tower gate of the fortress. She got linked to the Supreme Lord as pearls to a thread. She went flying through the tunnel of the firmament, or heavens. O friend, with joy and bliss filling her heart, she was bestowed the boon of realizing him, O Tulsi. In a realm without trees, seeds, or creation. These are the five jewels of this life, according to the teachings of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. One, association with sads, a term that can mean initiates, satsangis, premis, devotees, the virtuous, sadhus or monks, saints, and sages. Mystic souls on the path association with those people is one of the great jewels of this life. Jewel number two, Saran, or protection, refuge of the Satguru, living master. And by living master, I don't mean a story about a person in a book that once lived or is said to be living in the Himalayas or is said to be living in the sky someplace without a forwarding address or zip code, but an actual living master in the flesh took human birth, has disciples, grew up somewhere, live, lived somewhere, still lives somewhere, a, an actual living teacher who is a master, a Sant Sat Guru. Three, love. 
four, humility, and five, compassion. These are the five real jewels of value, priceless actually, during this life. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio, mystic poetry of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, India, revisited on today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up after this break. Satsang, Spiritual Discourse for the week of May 5th, 2019. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. As I was mentioning earlier, there are two ways presented, two ways to approach existence according to the path of the Masters. The way of time and the way of timelessness. Described as the way of the mind or Manmuk, being a Manmuk disciple. Manmuk, a disciple of the mind. Or Gurumuk, disciple of the master. And of course, the spiritual practice communicated by the master, which allows you to enter into the timelessness. There are two ways. The way of time, the mind is always in a hurry, is trapped in space and time, and keeps feeling the effects of time rushing faster and faster. Or the mystic soul, following the path of the masters, the Gurumukh, enters into timelessness. experiences something of that eternity in the moment, an infinitesimal eternity in this very point of nowness. You experience that in meditation, but if you have a good meditation that lets you spiritually find rest, repose, tranquility, inner bliss, When your meditation is concluded, you bring some of that back with you, and it lingers for a while. The observer of eternity has affected their own molecules, their own quantum state, a little bit, you know, after the meditation is complete. It's interesting. Things feel different for a while. And, of course, there are many scientific studies that talk about how meditation really alters our brain and changes things in ways that we're just beginning to understand. Before I return to the poetry of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, this is a poem from Love's Last Madness, the 2018 edition. Poems on a Spiritual Path. Love's Last Madness is the name of the book. 
poetry of Darshan Singh translated from Urdu into English. The new expanded 2018 edition. A lover finds only the path to the beloved worth taking. Otherwise, one path is as good as another. You'll find that poem and lots of Sant Mystic poetry at my Instagram account, instagram.com forward slash Sant one instagram.com forward slash S-A-N-T-M-A-T one, the number one. You'll find many examples of mystic poetry, including the poetry of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Whosoever has concentrated his soul has been redeemed from the fear of death. She has ascended the firmament with force and has found refuge at the feet of the Supreme Lord. She has taken abode in the infinite region and has attained union with the Beloved. Indeed, O Tulsi, she has been delivered from the delusion, suffering, and fever of countless lives. Rigorous practice of inner meditation will unravel the 14 levels, the seven levels of pinned or the material body or material plane, and the seven levels of Brahmanand or the macrocosmos, namely Ajna Chakra, Sahas Dal Kanwal, the Thousand Petaled Lotus, Soon the Void, Maha Soon the Great Void, Banwar Gufa, the Whirling Vortex Cave, and Satlok, the True Eternal Timeless Realm. But for this to happen, you will have to, while alert, focus your attention at the place prescribed by the Master. On reaching into the void, you will listen to the sound, the primeval or quintessential sound through which God has been calling you right from the beginning, since you separated from Him, says Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. have been given the form of man, but you have reaped no benefit. You have not known thyself, and thou hast gathered conceit in thy mind. Thou hast taken deep roots in this material world, birth after birth after birth. Worthless are thy wealth, mansion, gold, and silver. Thou hast amassed and accumulated much in this world. But the day will come when all thy possessions will perish. With such a rare incarnation, thou hast become egotistical. After a while thou shalt be called 
to face justice. Body, mind, and wealth will be of no avail. They all are empty and hollow, like leather bellows. Leave the changing colors of this petty world, says Tulsi. The Lord's name alone is the true wealth. That's from the Shabdavali, or hymns of St. Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. About the special significance of human birth, this golden opportunity for enlightenment which should not be wasted in mundane pursuits. Only in the sentient form can a soul obtain release from the cycle of birth and death and consciously choose to meet the Supreme Being. Says Tulsi Sahib, waste not this human birth. More poetry of St. Tulsi Sahib after this break. teachings of the saints, the teachings of the saints, the path of the masters. There is the way of call and the way of akal. Call is an eastern word that means time, and akal means timeless. Akal is a name of God in the Sikh scriptures of India, in the Gurmukhi language the language of the Adi Granth, the Sikh gurus, including Guru Nanak. Akal, Akal Parush, the timeless supreme being. Kal, on the other hand, is a kind of demiurge or false god. The god of time, death, illusion. Also, a kind of god of karma to a cosmic accountant. The supreme being is beyond karma, the timeless realm. The fifth plane it's called, Satch Khand or Satlok, Kavalya, oneness. Time stops at that level, the fifth plane and above. Everything above is described as akal, or timeless. No karma, no time. While spiritual discipline is absolutely essential in order to get anything done, including to sit oneself down and practice meditation, ultimate success in meditation, getting to inner space, exploring the kingdom of the heavens that are within you goes beyond our ordinary ability. We do rely upon divine grace. In that sense, the 
the saints are very much in agreement with some of those Protestant theologians and mystics and saints of the past that talk about salvation being through divine grace. There is no disagreement with that. Ultimately, success in meditation is going to take more than discipline alone. It's going to take attention, focus, discipline, love and devotion, but really divine grace is what allows one to transcend fully. Blessed with the grace and compassion of Radhaswami, the Lord of the soul, the soul now makes for her true home. She gets across the ocean of samsara without difficulty. That's a verse of mystic poetry from Prim Bani Radhaswami, Volume 2, by Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram. A book which is online these days. I've had a hard copy for decades, since about 1982. But it's nice that through the Digital Library of India and the Internet Archive, all four volumes of Prem Bani Radhaswami are online and can be read for free. I have links to those books in my e-library. You can also email me. I'll be happy to send you links to those PDF file copies of Prembani Radhaswami. Glimpse of the Invisible by Sant Tulsi Sahib. This poem seems to be a description of the commencement of the spiritual journey within. The account starts from where the soul current gets collected at the center, behind the two eyes, also known as the seat of the soul, the Ajna Chakra, the third eye center, that which sees the darkness, the mind's eye, or eye of the soul, Tishratil. Ajna Chakra. Lightning flashed in my eye, O friend, and brightly did shine the light of the moon. I got a glimpse of the invisible within. Thirst and longing for the Lord were aroused. My ears received the boon of the unstruck music, the unhad shabd, the uncaused music, and knowledge came like the explosion of light, O oh friend. Dark clouds began to scatter, and the sight of the divine mansion was revealed unto me. Beyond the sun, beyond the moon, beyond the tunnel, Tulsi beheld the abode of the Lord Almighty. That's a reading from the Shabdavali, the mystic hymns of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Referring to some of the inner stages there, 
The Crooked Tunnel, Vunknal, located between the first and second inner stages through which the soul passes in its spiritual journey. The masters have the inner regions all mapped out. And there's such agreement between the masters over the centuries about bright lights and dark voids and, and tunnels. You know, it's quite intriguing. And even some of the other schools of thought, I've noticed they have charts of the heavens sometimes too, like the Sufis, and there are some Gnostic charts of the heavens that have appeared in recent years. And they all kind of follow the same system. Several planes of consciousness. The bottom ones are sort of dark. Outer darkness is at the very bottom. And as you work your way up, you go from a darkness to colors and then brighter and brighter and ever brighter light. There is a tunnel. And eventually you get to this infinite timeless realm that's the real realm, the God realm at the top, beyond time, beyond mind. If you'd like to receive copies of the various charts, I have a new page that has the Sant-Mat charts of the heavens. And on that same page, I have some Gnostic charts of the heavens that have appeared in recent years. I put those all together. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com Stay tuned for more mystic poetry of Sant Tulsi Sahib after this break. Sant-Mat Satsang Discourse for the week of May 5th, 2019. Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, some mystic poetry of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. Before I resume with that, another reading from Prim Bani Radhaswami, Volume 2. Well, actually, I will start with the Anurag Sagar of Kabir. Kabir once said, the light of one soul is equal to that of 16 suns. As it's quoted in the Anurag Sagar, Kabir's Ocean of Love. So this has a very Beatles-esque type beginning, keeping that in mind, that the soul is like the sun. Here comes the Sarata. The soul full of yearning and pining. Nowhere in the world has she found peace. She remained roasted in the fire of pain, pleasure, and doubts. Nowhere could she get the secrets and whereabouts of Satpad, the true, eternal, timeless realm, though she made a thorough search in all the extant religions. Seeking and searching... She fortunately came in contact with the Satguru. She adopted his seran, his mentorship and protection and influence, listening to his discourses. 
Guru very mercifully explained to her the easy modes and methods of inner light and sound meditation of Surat Shabd Yoga. The dried up branches of her mind tree now again become green. This is titled Sound Celestial by Santilsi Sahib of Hathras. Listen, O oh friend, to the thunderous roar of Shabd, the sound current, which reverberates throughout the heavens, water which becomes turbid by relishing the earth, gets cleansed of its impurities when filtered. Waves of pure bliss emanate from the heart when the moss that covers it is removed. Hold the arrow, be still, stretch the bow taunt, fix your aim sharp at the target, pierce the firmament, pierce the heavens. The invisible world is contained within the eye. So say and describe all those of inner knowledge. Behold the Brahmanand within, through your astral eye. When that eye is opened, everything stands revealed. The soul in the void will hear resounding peals of sound. She will uncover and know the essence of Shabd. They alone, O Tulsi, will know that perfect state, who have seen and experienced it for themselves. whose soul is attached to the word, revels ever in cosmic flight, revels ever in cosmic flight, and realizing the Lord plays with him. The mystery of the inaccessible and the secret of the scriptures he unravels. He reaches his true home within, and its essence he comes to know. In the lotus feet of the Beloved, he sees his true destination. The happily married woman rejoices with her spouse every moment, O Tulsi, for her soul is attached to the word and revels ever in cosmic flight. Within this body, within this body breathes the secret essence. Within this body beats the heart of the scriptures, the Vedas. Within this body shines the entire universe, so the saints reveal. Hermits, ascetics, celibates, all are lost, seeking him in endless guises. Seers and sages, perfectly parrot the scriptures and holy books, blinded by knowledge, blinded by intellect. Their pilgrimage and fasting and striving, but delude. Despite their perfect practice, they discover no destination. Only the saints who know the body's heart 
have attained the ultimate, O Tulsi. Realize this, and you found your freedom. While teachers trapped in tradition know only the mirage in the mirror. says Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, in this life the concept of salvation all describe. To meet the Lord by dying while living, none discloses. They all speak of the goal of salvation after death. How to attain it while living, no one says. Were they to reveal the method of attaining release while living, then alone would Tulsi be convinced of their words who speak after seeing with their own eyes and teach the method of salvation during life are of the stage and stature of saints, for they reveal the quintessence of the soul. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio featuring more mystic poetry of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. To receive links to Tulsi Sahib poetry books online in English, also the chart of the heavens I mentioned earlier in Prim Bani Radhaswami Volume 2, send me an email. I'll be happy to send links to those books to you for free online. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or if you'd rather text me, the number is 508-603-9381. Visit the website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There's a donate button at the website, links to blogs, links to podcasts, links to various articles, social media as well, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and so on spiritualawakeningradio.com Tune in again next week at this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Mm-hmm.